right, all right, all right. All right, I know we're going to get a lot of hate from the anti-Amens right. out there, bro. All the Amens, bro. All yeah. the Amens. Wasn't that just beautiful, Alan? Oh, never gets old, bro. <laughs> you know, we, uh, um, there was a time when we actually had the CD to all the songs of America. Can you get any more Mexican than that or what? <laughs> so tell me, Alu, why are you being all paisa for? <laughs> before our, because, bro, before this podcast. weekend... Now, why are we opening? This weekend is the Super Clásico. Um, in this side of the world, it's the Clásico of Clásicos. Uh, I know it may sound weird comparing it, but it's Mexico's Madrid versus Barcelona. Oh, yeah. You know, it's oh, yeah, yeah. the most heated rivalry on this side of the globe. <clears throat> and for many, many reasons, you know. So, what'd you say it's called, Alan? El Super Clásico. <clears throat> for, a, for a game to be named Super Clásico, you know, it's like, okay. I did a, you know, a little research and super means, you know, in other words, excellent. Very good or pleasant, right? And Clásico means a creation of the highest excellency. So, you know, when people put this name or, or category, categorize it as a super classical, we're talking about the best of the best, correct? Correct. Do you agree with that? On the Chivas side right now, I don't know, bro. But on the America side... Forget how they're coming in with form, which we're going to talk about later on. I mean, if we're we're talking history and um, behind the club, uh, the contribution to the sport um, and whatnot, yes, they're both the best that Mexico has to offer. Can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. I mean, we're talking about generations, bro. Generations, you know, we're talking about years of... You know, b- bad blood. Over know. 200 classicals and, have been and played. And not just the rivalry inside the pitch. But outside. Of but it. outside the I pitch, feel like the bro. I feel like the classical has a higher, um, a bigger heat outside of the pitch than inside of the pitch. Oh, yeah. I have, I have a great story, bro. Like, I went actually to go see this classical live. And it was a friendly, bro. But there was nothing... Friendly of that game. It was at the Coliseum. You know, badass fucking game. <clears throat> it was uh, the Despedida de Moy Munoz, bro. The last game for Moy Munoz. And uh, there was like literally at the end of the game, you were walking out and in the tunnels, bro, like heading out, it was blood. There was blood in the tunnels, you know. There was fights after fights, even like going towards like the parking lot to the cars, bro. People were... Getting into arguments, man. Like, it's... It's I mean, it's, it's religion. The dark side of the sport. But, I mean, you cannot have it without... Like, it's a rivalry, bro. But, I say, before we get into... Because that's going to be our topic. Is it or not? Correct, amongst others. Okay. Before we get into all the goodies and the needy-greedy... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have to talk about... The... Uh... The derbies, the derbies, and the Champions League. Champions League, which bro, honestly, bro. the entire last week and a half of football has been amazing. It's been intense, amazing in different leagues, uh, competitions, um, the Bundesliga, the Premier, La Liga, Champions. Um, 
Uh, yeah, it was just... Uh, there's a lot of football to talk about from the past week and a half. Man, I want to talk about one specific game because I remember, was it episode two, correct? Correct. When we were discussing the round of 16s and the draws and everything. And I couldn't get over the fact that, you know, you were out of, like, you know, you're a Cristiano Ronaldo fan, correct? Yes. You 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 say you enjoy how he plays, what he has contributed to the game, you know, to Real Madrid. <clears throat> he contributes to every club that he's in, I believe. Except this one. <laughs> Bro, let's talk about Porto Juventus, man. It's a... You saw that game. Tell me. Tell me. Yes. You saw. Okay, you did. Yes. I and... only, to be honest, I was just watching like the, the, when like, you know, live score, whatever, you know. I didn't Google. see it fully because I, I was the... working and everything. So yeah, it's, like, exactly. it's in bits. Yeah. You know, but from what I saw, bro, it was a game where... You don't want to take your eyes off the screen from how good it was, you know? And for there to be... I mean, the aggregate was 4-4. You know? And well, how the hell do you explain to a person that does not watch soccer? You know, is not a big fan of football, you know, and all that. And then yet you tell that one team won, drew, you know, and lost. Yeah. One. At yeah. the, in the same game. In the same series. Like, and then you... you and the other one... Lost, won, and drew, <laughs> but qualified. In the same, like, explain that to me, Alan. So, and to our listeners. The reason being was because, obviously, Porto passed on this occasion because they scored two goals as an away team. Mm-hmm. Where in the, the first leg, uh, Juventus only scored one, with the game having been 2-1. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, by definition... The way goal is a bit more important than the goals you score at your home. Oh, absolutely. If you know, um, so that's the reason being that Porto passed because they scored uh, one more goal than Juventus. And <clears throat> honestly, bro, when the red card came, I was like, "Oh, this is done." For after when I saw that, I thought because I thought Juventus was gonna because after that you kind of look at Porto and their attack died. And it was more of a defense game for them um, than attacking. But then, out of the blue, comes extra time. And at what minute was that red card, Alan? What minute would you say? (sighs) What minute was the red card? It was in the first half, if I'm correct. Let me see. Oh, no, it was in the second half, early second half. Uh, minute fifty four to to Taremi. Okay, prior prior to the to the red card, bro. We're talking about. I'm looking here, right? Uh, looking at the notes and everything. That Porto opened the scoreboard. Yes, one nil in in Italy, right? One mm-hmm. zero. So you know, I was at work, and I wasn't paying attention to this game. But, uh, I mean, I was, like, getting little updates and everything. And then, uh, like, minute, like, 19. And I'm, like, 19 minutes in, 1-0 already. They went in the first half. I couldn't own. believe it. I To be in, in my point of view, I'm, like, damn, Alan, what are you, a witch? Yeah. <laughs> Scarlet witch. <laughs> you are cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious, though, bro. But, come on, like, all in my mind, I had him, like, 
Damn, Valley should be in like Univision Deportes or something, bro. Sports Center. <laughs> Sports Center, bro. I also got Borussia Dortmund, right? You did get Borussia. I mean, I agreed on that. Borussia Dortmund, Sevilla, you know. It was a hell of a game, too. Mm-hmm. Hell of a game, you know. But I want to focus a little bit right now on uh, Juventus Porto, yes. bro. Fuck. You know, you were talking, you mentioned that once Porto receives that card, you thought, you're like, okay, that's it. That's done. Yeah, the game changed because um, the game that Porto was playing, it it, it, it it broke. It broke and it became the opposite. Even the commentators saying that the red card was, they thought was a defining moment because they saw uh, Porto no longer attack. Like they were attacking prior to the red card. But I also see, bro, that uh, prior to the red card as well, you know, Porto opens a score. Mm-hmm. The scoreboard, minute 19. Yes. By a penalty. Fair mm-hmm. penalty, would you say? I saw it, and yeah, I, I feel in a way it was a fair penalty, fair call. You know, mm-hmm. I, I see that they even want to go check VAR. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, it took them like 30 minutes later, minute 49. Kiesa with yeah a great game that he had. Bro, Amazing. He outshot. I mean, most people... When you mention Champions League, you you mention comebacks and all that. The first person that comes to mind is Mr. Champions League CR7. He had a horrible game, bro. Yeah, horrible game. Where where was he? You know, the one that showed up was Kiesa, bro. I give all my respects to Kiesa, bro. I feel like if he wouldn't have have not been taken out in the extra time, I think we would have had a. I, I think Juventus would have had a better chance at killing Porto in extra time. Um, just because of the attack that he was creating. Oh, yeah, you're right. He was, he was. What what position do you, do you know by heart, by mind or anything? What what does he play? What is he a winger? I think he's and left wing, bro. He's left wing. Yeah, man, those could be deadly. Mm-hmm. A good winger with pace, with stamina, bro. Deadly and shot. Look at what two, you know, a brace scores a brace. Yeah. All right, so <clears throat> one one minute fifty. Four minutes later, we get the red card. Mm-hmm. Defying moment. Correct? Yes. All right. I didn't really see the game up until, not going to lie, minute like 80. You know, started watching it. Early day at work. Which at that point, they're already already tied. 2-1, yeah. 2-1. You know, I honestly think like that one man down and Porto was holding its own. I was honestly be like, I was thinking, you know, penalties. I was thinking penalties too. You know, I was thinking penalties too, um, but then Oliveira once again on that free kick, man, bro. And you know what? <clears throat> I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to our listeners. I was with my little brother-in-law. We were watching a game. This guy is a huge Ronaldo fan, you know. And he cried. No, bro. <laughs> not that much of a huge fan. But I mean, <clears throat> okay. I, I don't know. I had a feeling, bro. Like, you know how you get those soccer feelings when you're like, oh, you're going to yes. call a goal. That ball is stopped, correct? Yes. And I told them, I'm more like, that ball's going in. And then he looks at me and so like, you think so? I'm more like, I just have a, like, it's something you can't explain. You know, you just. It was pretty far out. It was, uh, what, what, what we're talking, 25 yard out? 25, 20, around that. So it I, wasn't, I don't think it was hitting the 30 yard line. Mm-hmm. I was thinking more between 25 yards out, you know. But I tell him, the ball's going in. Never did I guess that he was going to pull off underneath the wall, bro. Yeah. 
That was beautiful. I, I knew the ball was going to go. And here, it, it's what got to me was the fact that you could blame Ronaldo a bit in the wall because the wall split. If you see the wall, they split in half. Yeah, yeah. And that's true. where the ball went through. And Ronaldo's one that caused the split of the wall. And I think he realized it when he saw the ball go in, he just like squatted. And he realized he messed up in that one. And I don't blame uh, Shensky. I think that's how you say yeah, his last the, name. Yeah, the, the, the keeper, yes. I think Though, as a keeper myself, those are very hard to get. You know, that's the hardest ball you could give a, a keeper. Bro. A rolling ball. And especially when you have a wall blocking you like that. And with the ball hit that hard. Yeah. As a keeper, you know, they, like, I mean, I'm, I never paid keep, right? You know, only like as Cascaritas, but never in an official game like you. But I suppose that as a keeper, you, you rely so much on your wall, on right? Your wall? Like 50% is how you read the play, and the other 50 is you relying so much on your wall, you know? Mm -hmm. Correct. Correct. So, I mean, if you do a good run, you know, you're... You... Keeper, I bet you that a keeper doesn't expect... What 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 is, like, the percentage of a player or the, the chances of a player rolling the ball? One in ten. One in ten. Damn, we're talking about... Unless, on, bro. Unless, unless now what has become a trend in football from what I see is that... If it's a bit closer to the 18, we now have um, the trend to the where player lays the down, player right? lays. Um, and that happened after, I think, Ronaldo scored, scored two like that on Bayern, if I'm correct. Okay. In Champions League as well. All right. And it was a Neuer, I still remember. And after that, it became kind of like a trend to where yeah. now there's one that one fender now that... Lays down on, by the wall. But we were talking but, that um, this wasn't in the this, 18. This wasn't. It was far out. We're you know? I'm saying so, it looked 25 yards out, bro. So, like that, for the wall to have split, I mean, that's that's amateur stuff. At least jump, you know? They did split nasty, bro. So, it split, and that was a killer. That was a killer. I mean, it was... I mean, because, look, two minutes later, Rabiot with... with yeah. With the three two. Yeah. You know, and like like you said, that that away that's what makes you know first leg, second leg matches really like And a defining moment in this game as well was Marchesin. We gotta give it to Marchesin. Oh, he had no. his game. Uh when he had to make a count, he made a count with the saves that he had. Marchesin, to be honest, bro, hell of a keeper, bro. Hell yes. of a keeper. Underrated in a bit, right? You could, yeah, definitely, bro. I 100% agree with you. Very underrated. The This guy, you see, this guy was Santos material, bro. Santos Laguna. Argentinian, you know, in Santos. He would beast in Santos, bro. In La Liga MX. Would beast. And Marchesin came, you know, like, when he got to America, he was the most hated keeper in America, bro. Like, like La Fisión, bro, because I was one of them. You know, I was just like... This will talk smacked on America, saying that they get helped so much by the Federation, by the refs, etc., etc. You know, they're like a crap team that he would never play for them. And here he was. He would be in a bit. But, and look, he established himself as like, I would say top three keepers in, you know, in, you know, the institution, what is uh, Club America, bro. 
And for him to leave a champion in America, he won a Conca Champions, bro. He won La Liga. He won the Campeones. You know, this guy won so much things with America. Yet, when he goes to Porto, it doesn't even get mentioned a lot. You know, they're like, oh, this and that. And very right. Uh, very underrated. Look what he's doing in Porto, bro. Yeah, bro. He's... he's... Okay, let's keep talking about this. Let's talk about... We're going to talk... Okay. You know how they always say a coin flip? There's two sides to a coin. Yes. Right. So, the, the, when you say that, there's the good player and then there's a bad player. Someone that stands out. Someone that, que de, como dicen en español, dejó, dejó mucho a desear. Right? Let's talk about the good. Let's talk about Tecatito Corona, bro. Which you said in the second episode that this guy bro, when could he, make the difference. When he... I think it was in the first half. When he... I think he did it on Bonucci. That fake turn, I was like, "What the hell did he just do, bro?" Bro, he has skills. He has skills. And the I I I think it was Benucci, but the way he ate it, it made him look like a rookie, like a first year as a pro or whatever. And um, but yeah, he had a hell of a game, um, both games. Both games, correct. You know, he's he's everywhere and anywhere in the field. You see him. He's that type of player that. Midfielders love to have because he could open up so much space. Yeah, he you, pulls for players you, for you to run, do run ups for you to yeah. get clear chances, you know. And he's one of those people that open spaces controlling the ball, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With or without the ball, he opens your spaces up. Hello, yep. player, bro. So, how what would you okay? We talked about Chaosi, bro. You know, we talked about Marche. What ratings do you give them, bro? What rating would you give uh, Cassie from Juventus, bro? The brace, you know, he ties up the game, then he gives Juventus a lead in this game, you know. Chiesa, I give him a solid nine. Solid nine. Solid All right. Nine. I mean, he he did he did play good. What about uh, Marchesin, who had a hell of a game, bro? Saves, you know, controlling his defense. Mm-hmm. I give him a solid nine as well. Solid nine. All right. Yeah, because so, to give. To give someone a 10, it's got to be the perfect game. Ronaldo? <laughs> <laughs> what would you give Tecatito Corona in that game, bro? Ah, uh, because he didn't score, um, I'll give him an, a good 8. Good 8? Uh, fair ratings, fair ratings. Now, let's talk about the man of the hour, bro. Let's talk about, you know, Mr. Champions. And you don't get... He's the only player that... Corona, own up to that name, bro. Mr. Champions. And I hate to admit anything, but come on, that guy is the highest scorer in Champions League by a mile, you know. He would do great comebacks, you know, with the teams down when he was in Madrid. But what happened to him, bro? What happened to him in that game? I don't... It's, um... If honestly, I think it's just one of those games where you ask yourself, or where you don't even have an answer, because I don't have an answer. Um, I really don't know. I don't know what it was, or or what. Um, but in full honesty, I would have taken him out instead of Kiesa. But I get again. You go with. The, but once again, again with the that, name behind the shirt. Yeah, and then you know this guy could pull up at any. Any second. He could, which he almost did. 
But Marchesin blocked yeah, it. Marchesin, hell of a game. Hell of a game by Marchesin, bro. But, I mean, Cristiano, for, for me, it was... I could see, you know, it's like his downfall. Like, you know, um, the age and everything. Like, yeah, he stays fit and on top form. But he, he, he can't clutch no more. Yeah. He can't. Like, he tries to... I guess he puts as too much, much as he pressure to. Himself, yeah. You can't you can't play like you played ten years ago. Absolutely, and he and I mean he has a team that could back him up. I I'm not gonna go ahead and blame the teammates or anything, but he has a team that could back him up. Bro. And they have an amazing team. They do. Look at I mean Kiesa, bro. I mean you see Kiesa pulling coming through with the brace. You know that's for Ronaldo to say. You know what? Fuck it. All we need is one more goal, and that's it, or two more. Let me step up. You know, and nothing. And I also, let's be honest. That. Also, misfortune. And bad luck was with Juventus because the one of Cuadrado, they hit the crossbar. Yep. You know? I mean, you have to, in soccer, luck counts a lot too, bro. Yeah. But I got to say that I was, for me, one of the bestest games because I would have never, ever, you know, I would would say Porto was going to beat Juventus. Well, not beat them, but like, you know, I'll best them in what was a great... Like, you would have never expected. People saw Juventus, Porto on paper. Like, I was one of them. You know, it's like, ah, that could be easy win. That's a, that could be one of the matches of the, this UEFA competition. Oh, yeah. Okay. What do you... How do you think? Porto does good in the next round? Or is, this is as far as they could go? It do depends on... It depends. The they, have, they definitely have the few in the tank. They still have the overdrive. Uh, but it also depends on who it is gets gets uh, picked out from from the bucket as to who they'll play. That's gonna be the biggest factor of everything, you know, because you still have clubs like Man City. You still have Dortmund in there. Um, Bayern. You have Bayern. You have Liverpool. PSG. Yeah, li- PSG. Yeah, I mean, so it's 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 it all depends on who they'll get, you know. What would um, be a good matchup for Porto? <sighs> the team's already qualified. In this leg is Liverpool. You know who I think Dortmund. You know who I think they could pull the job off that the other team had the chance to but didn't? PSG. I really see Porto knocking out PSG. As to how PSG played horribly this last Perhaps, game. Okay, let, let's get into let's close, you know, this with Porto, you know, bro. It, it was Porto and Juventus. You know, hats off to you, sir. Thank you. I I give you a clap. You the way you called that and you even told me, you know, and I would even tell you one person could make a change one game and you said, yes, I believe everybody can. It's the Catito. I give you props, bro. Now let's talk. We're saying PSG. You brought up PSG. Porto could give a match to PSG, bro. That game. <clears throat> Barcelona, PSG, right? Barcelona had a big task to go complete in France. Yes. And there were like... Bro. In el campo de los príncipes. What the hell happened to PSG, bro? They played like booty. That's all I have to say. What are you fighting? They played like booty, bro. <laughs> you know, and I'll tell you what, that was not a penalty what they got. Um, I don't know why even after VAR, they, they I mean... I think VAR is killing. The, I mean, they, they called one iffy at, at New Camp. You know, when also to Dijon and anything wasn't supposed to be a penalty. Yes. So, you what's know, his, uh, what's this guy's name? Larente? Larente. Larente. Yeah. He wasn't even looking at this yeah, dude. Yeah, I know. You so get me? VAR. But so, nowadays, any contact with VAR or anything. It's which is the tricky part, right? When you say yourself VAR. Yeah. And now you have any contact comes into the sport. 
Uh, it's it sucks. it's gonna it, be a penalty sucks, more often bro. than not. I honestly, I think VAR came to to like kill the passion and the hype, and you know what made soccer like beautiful was the controversy that it had. Behind I was about to it, say bro. that, bro. Like, like I like, mean, yeah, it would get you would get so mad when they would it would happen to your team, but yeah, you had that to a hold to say that oh well because of that you know you won or anything like that and stuff. And VAR yeah. now, if VAR could could. Like, you know, be used in so many ways to to benefit the game. That's another topic we should talk about VAR. But to me, they're using it completely wrong, bro. Like you said, that wasn't a penalty. Yeah, it wasn't. But because they checked it and they saw slight contact, no intention of it, penalty, right? Okay. To me, that's like the only thing Mbappe did, that penalty, bro. It was. It was the only thing PSG did, period. My question is why, 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 why was PSG P- did not defeat Barcelona? Barcelona, Barcelona defeated, defeated themselves. Yes, I mean Barcelona, bro. I I say Barcelona has, and I've been saying it. They don't have a squad to compete. Like they don't. We lost this game because of how horrible we played in the first leg. Horrible. So like I was watching the game at work. That one, I here's, I to take, here, take the what I home. saw. What I saw in this match. Is I uh, I I disagree with you because in the in the second leg I saw a Barcelona a Barcelona that can compete and can still but why so play late? in 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 when it was needed but what they lack is finishing a finisher man you know the commentator from Teuden said himself he's like if Dembele could just finish a play. It'd be a different game. Freaking Dembele. No We'd man. be here having a different conversation. Just talking and glorifying bro, that Barcelona. Been, that would have been the conversation, bro. The Another, like, say comeback. But, bro, uh, okay, checking the stats and everything, Kilo Navas had nine saves, bro. Nine. Five, at least five were from Dembele. Bro, Dembele, like... At least five with three you, coming in the first half. You know, he reminded me so much of Anissa's Jr., bro. <laughs> I swear in that game I was getting so frustrated I was getting So mad I'm gonna get And then to top it off bro Messi misses that penalty That could have 2-0 Going into second half Here It's uh You would what just blew need my, One what, more what, goal to, what blew Two my, more goals To take it to What blew my mind Was not Messi Wasn't Messi Missing the PK It was the way he shot it Cause he you shot don't it see, With yeah. powers Like Like no placement. More often nothing, than bro. not, exactly. No placement or nothing. Isn't isn't that his specialty? No, bro. Penalties. He's Messi and penalties. He's trash, bro. To to be honest, Messi. His he is not. But he p- tries to place them. Am I right or wrong? He tries to so hard, bro. You get me? But in this one, he didn't even try placing it. If he places it, he beats Navas. Oh yeah, absolutely. But that's not his. I don't know what's wrong with him, bro. Like him, he is not a penalty taker. I would have let someone else take that penalty, bro. To be honest, another player that completely uh, dropped the ball that was literally given to him to prove himself this match was Griezmann, right? Oh man, bro, Griezmann. They that's... gave him the chance as a starter after having a great game in Sevilla. It's, he's not a starter, man. He and he, he completely has... lo- he lobbed it. I say, forget Griezmann, forget Messi, Dembele, bro. He's just... Dembele, when, okay, when Barcelona loses in Roma, you remember that? 
they they had their advantage three one. Yes. And then they go to Roma, and they lose three zero. Then Bele before like literally the like it was like minute ninety something. The last play, he has a one. He gets a one on one with the keeper, that Messi sets him up, and he completely misses. Game changer. Why that should that score should ended four one. That three zero. <clears throat> I it would end at four zero because I think it was three zero. Yeah. That like Romo would have never ever have like you know it would have been four three in aggregate and Barcelona would have like passed. Okay, when Liverpool loses at Anfield four zero, which we talk about, we talked about it in the episode of Remontadas, bro. Dembele again, yet again, had it to end the game, you know five zero or one more score higher than what you know it, it actually was. Sets him up again, one-on-one, bro. One-on-one situation, and he misses. Still lobs it. Misses, bro. So, so why is he still we there? can blame him completely <laughs> for, for Barcelona bottling it and so many, but come on, bro. You have had the chances to finish the game. In multiple multiple times, and, and, multiple and, games. And he doesn't. And now you have this game, which, like, he had, he had three by himself, bro. He does good. He's a he's a Alan Serna, bro. He cuts everything. He sets himself up for his right leg or left leg, and either straight to the keeper or he like blows it completely away. That's on the defender. <laughs> You're a midfielder, bro. Midfielder, yeah. So Dembele, bro, he's not a big big game player, bro. He's not. He 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 has had so many times to come clutch, bro, and he can't finish in. Under pressure, man, he pissed me off so badly. You know, PSG go through five two, another massacre for another failed. You know, but it is what it is. You know, it is what it is, man. I would say, I would say the the best player in that Barcelona squad, bro. At that game, I would give it I, no lie, Messi, and not just like I know he missed a penalty, but. You could tell, like big time, that he wanted it so bad. He he was running, actually, go like looking for the ball, opening, playing. You know, Dest had a good, decent game, bro. I didn't I tell you. I told you this kid is gonna be good, bro. Trust me, Dest. One of his finishes hit the crossbar too. <sighs> so unlucky, so unlucky, bro. But I mean, the first, like, what are you, the first four already uh, qualified, bro? Dorfman, Let's talk about Dorfman, Holland, bro. He's amazing. 20 goals. And he's just like 20 years old, bro. 20 yeah. goals in Champions League. 20 years old, bro. He he has Dorfman in quarterfinals. You know, let's talk about that. Did you see that? How the way he, he taunts. He like he gets the penalty, misses. Goalie taunts him for missing. Then he gets another penalty, scores it, and then he goes and taunts, you know. And then half the Sevilla <laughs> squad is after him. Yeah. <laughs> he reminds me of a Slatan in a way. Bro, like to be honest, yeah, he does. You know, he he knows that he's he's that cocky player that knows he could back it up. You know, still has a long way to go. Unfortunately, he came out due to injury. Yeah, but um, I hope nothing serious. Okay, so we have Dortmund, PSG, Porto, and Liverpool. Liverpool. Um, I honestly, I was never expecting Liverpool to keep a keep. A clean sheet. I wasn't either. Bro. I thought honestly it was a game where I saw it going to extra time. Bro. 
2-0, which was weird because, I mean, both games were played in Budapest, you know. Both, 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 both games were played at the Puskas, you know, so that could have affected the game a lot more. You know, they weren't playing, like, in the first game, Leipzig in their was backyards. playing in their backyards, Liverpool and Anfield, you know. But what difference does it make with no audience there, with no fans? You know, just proud of, of Liverpool, bro. Very proud of Liverpool, you know. Let's see how, how we do in the next round. Yeah. Yeah. So upcoming games that 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 you know about the Champions League, just so we could Atalanta Madrid. Madrid is up one nil. Okay. And they'll be playing in their uh, in their practice fields since they're not using the Bernabeu. You know why? Um. Actually, I never knew why. Construction, bro. Oh. Oh yeah, that's right. They're doing the whole big renovation, right? Yeah. Exactly. They took advantage of the pandemic. <laughs> um, Very smart. Chelsea Atletico. Right now we have Chelsea on top. That that game. That one's gonna, that's a must watch. That game. Man. That is a must watch. So is Atlanta Real Madrid for sure. Yeah, both of those are must watches. Man City Mochenklapak. Yeah, that one's done. Man City Bayern. That one's versus done. Versus Leverkusen. That one's done, bro. You know, so I could I could honestly put my money on and say this. That Man City and Bayern are in the next. The ones that are going to be very good is Chelsea Atletico, Real Madrid, Atalanta. Bro. Chelsea's having their good moment in, in all their competitions. Since they fire Lampard. Yeah. <laughs> Since they sack Lampard. I like that you bring that up, bro, because it goes to show that great players don't always make the best managers. Let's, let's, look, let's look at Andrea Pirlo. Oh. Juventus was a With team that, that squad, bro, uh, there's a reason why they shouldn't be first yeah, in the Serie A. Yeah, exactly. And that's surprising. After seven consecutive seasons, they're not in first place, you know. That's why it, it, it felt weird to hear commentators say the lady has fallen. The old lady has fallen after the defeat with Porto. I was like, man. Like, Just because it's true. You it know? felt weird hearing that because... I mean, you're talking about a Juventus that prior you know, to the Cristiano era would always like be in, in semifinals, finals, quarterfinals of... of uh, of the Champions. Champions League. And then prior to the Pirlo era, you know, and all that, Juventus was always in the City I top of the table. See? And now, they're not they're at third the top. In the City and they're getting knocked out in, in round of 16s, you know, and all that. Like, you know, it's... I could honestly say the old lady has fallen, bro. You know, and the only player in that squad that I feel so sorry for is the great legend, Gigi, bro. Buffon. I mean, he goes another... And his time is running now. He's not going to win it. I would love... He's a player that deserves the Champions League. He was bro. so close when they played Madrid. So close yet so far. Seriously, bro. Like, like you know, it's... Um, it's he also tough. had his chance with PSG. He had his chance with PSG. Nothing happened. So, you know, that's... That's why I feel sorry, you know, for Buffon. But let's get on track and, you know... Let's talk some derbies. Did you actually see the derbies, bro? I was at Vegas and I saw the Atletico Derby, bro. The uh, uh the Madrid Derby, um, it was more of a a match on the side of Atletico. Um, yeah, it was more on the Atletico side. I could say that much, you know. But um, Benzema's going to score for Madrid, right? Yeah, he came in the in the perfect moment and whatnot. But besides that, yeah, it was more on the Atletico side, bro. And once again, uh, um, what that was Vinicius Junior? Oh, Vinicius Vinicius Junior. Yeah. 
Betty? Yeah, he's a... He could definitely give you headaches as a fan. As to like... Yes, he hasn't lived up to the hype. He hasn't. He has not lived up to the hype. Same old, same old, you know, regatea, you know, he, he, he sprints, yet he cannot finish. Dembele, bro. Yeah, and uh, a player that had a good match was Casemiro, once again. He's going through his moment. He, his best season by far in Madrid. Mm, uh, well, I mean, for someone who just started watching Casemiro play around Madrid... You could say, but Casemiro's a solid CDM, bro. Casemiro's a solid, solid contention. I feel that now that bigger names have left the club, he's, he's able up. to shine up. Yeah, he's shined yeah. more. He did have a good uh, game. You know, because uh, most of the time he was behind these players. And now he's getting his moment to shine. And um, he's having a hell of a season. Hell of a season. And to be honest, even... Um, uh, Oblak had a great save from Casemiro um, on that far out, easy 15 yards outside the 18. Mm-hmm. Came in like he was coming on the two bouncer. And you've seen me struggle with those. That is yeah. a keeper's hardest shot to try to block. And the way he caught it, just coming. But from my cl- man, brother, that stomach of yours is on a different level today. Um, <laughs> Wants to talk too, bro. But, um, but from Atletico side, Suarez has always bro, Suarez playing opens, his game. Minute 15, Suarez opens the game. At With, that time, I was not happy. You know, I'm more like, God. I was, Couldn't we have used you? <laughs> no, forget that. You know, Barcelona wins their match on Saturday, which I predicted is easy, you know. <clears throat> and, okay, I was hoping, you know, for Real Madrid. I to was win. hoping for a win because, you know, look at now, Atletico... Plays the, the game pending, and now there's six points. There would have been only three points. Real Madrid would have won. Like I said, as long as Barcelona keep on doing their job, Real Madrid is could keep on winning. They're not going to outbest Barcelona. Yes. You know, but I, I was okay with the job, but I was mad. You know, Luis Suarez, minute 15, opens the score to a very, very good play. Mm-hmm. And I'm all like, damn it, there goes Real Madrid. Messing up again. Yeah. But to be honest, they just you were playing an Atletico that was attacking, but no luck. And you had uh, Real Madrid that stepped up when they had to, you know, mm-hmm. they, they when they had to come clutch, bro. Yeah, but um, um, the side of Real Madrid, I, I I saw their Marcelo came back from injury. Um, but I was started from the bench. But it goes to show of how, like, when you have one key player out, how we can, a whole solid line screws it over. Yeah. Because their defense was a bit wobbly. Um, thus, how the goal came from Suarez. I feel like it was too easy of a goal. Their, Real Madrid defense hasn't been the best, you know, for the past couple of seasons. They, they have not been the best. Mm-hmm. And you're right. You know, they, they haven't found that solidarity. In the back, Veran, you know he, he he's getting old. Sergio Ramos is getting old. They ever since many. ever since Veran had his huge errors on the Champions mm-hmm. a couple of seasons back, I feel like that it's affecting his game. It, it, it's like psychologically, man, I feel like it 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 was his his demise, his downfall. Because even before that, let's look at the World Cup. He had an amazing oh, World Cup. Amazing World Cup, bro. Amazing World Cup. 
and even a couple years with Madrid, and then came this horrible Champions um, competition of his. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't think he hasn't been like out in injury, right? No, no, right? So it's just bad he's form. actually a captain, I think. Bad form, oh, but Tomas yeah. captain. Um, but yeah, he's just been in bad form ever since that Champions League two years ago, man. Let's close out this this derby, bro. And overall. I saw the game. You saw the game. It was a really, really good derby. It was a derby that had shots, had had uh, plays, had everything. I mean, checking the stats here, bro. You had Atletico de Madrid, 11 shots to 18 of, of Madrid. So, shots were there. Shots on target, bro. Real Madrid had like a 48, 45% accuracy with five shots hitting the target. And Real Madrid had like a 30, you know... 35, 40, but more shots, you know, taken. So, eight on target for Madrid. You know, the keepers were on their best, you know, on their toes. So, yeah. overall, for me, it was it was a good game. It was a good Happy game. with the score, you know. Didn't want Madrid to win, you know. Which Madrid? <laughs> <laughs> Atletico, bro. Atletico. Didn't want Atletico to win. They didn't, you know. Uh, so, you know, I just feel like it's going to come down to El Super Cla- el, el Clásico, you know, El Clásico Clásico, which is in April 10th, I believe, or April it's 11th. Close. April 11th. Uh, Barcelona, Real Madrid. That one's going to be a good game. And uh, when Barcelona faces Atletico de Madrid, you know, if Barcelona keeps on... Those are going to be the two defining matches for this if season, If Barcelona right? doesn't keep on tripping on, on the same stones, you know, just giving up points to those... The low bottom teams, you know, that are desperately hanging on with their lives. But uh, Derby weekend, we also had which Derby? I did not. I'm, I'm gonna let you cover this one, bro. Because the I Manchester did. Derby, bro, and uh, it it was it wasn't. Obviously, I'm a Man United fan, so it felt great for me to see Manchester United win. But it's a it's a game where. The stats completely lie to you. Man City had 23 shots. Jesus Christ. Man United had 8. Shots on target for Man City were 6. Um, Man United had a 75% accuracy with 6 on target. 2 of those being goal. Possession. This is where it's incredible. 66 to 34% in favor of Man City. 715 passes from Man City in comparison to 374. It, and it goes on and on and on so and on. I say that, honestly, the the one who took better of their chances won. I mean, who took advantage of the opportunities, yeah. you know? And from the minute two, Gabriel De Jesus trips, uh, I think it was Rashford in, inside the 18. God, Rashford is one of those headache players. Four defenders, bro. Headache players, man. He's having a good season, bro. Bro, he's not just having a good season. He's been having a great yeah. run with Manchester United prior mm-hmm. to this season. You know. And he's a youngster, too. So, there's there's plenty of him. Yeah. Plenty of him. And so, Bruno Fernandes, as always, has he's been the man of... What's up with Portuguese players and being... They're having in... their... Joao Felix in Atletico de Madrid. Mm, seriously. I Bruno mean, Fernandes over here. Portugal looked like a good competitive team for the Euros and the World Cup, and the to World be Cup. honest. Portugal. Yeah. And 
you know, and then we had Luke Shaw just had the defining at minute 50. Um, it was a good derby. It was a good derby. You know, it definitely, as a Man United fan, I knew it was going to be this type of derby. Did you celebrate? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be a 2-0, to be honest. Um, if anything, I only saw... I'm, I'm going to be biased here as a Man United, Man United fan. I saw Man United winning 2-1. Or the or the game ending in a draw. Um, once again, because being biased as a fan, but I did not expect two nil. No, I did not expect for Manchester United to end that twenty-one game streak that Man City had undefeated. Undefeated, you know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And they come and they bottle it to in their own city, backyard. Their city rivals, you know, <laughs> in their own in the, in their own backyard, and uh, it was it was good. It was good. It was great, you know, and it just had me going because Man United has had in the last five games three draws and only two wins. If only they would have played. They had yeah, they had been. I mean, they have <laughs> lost a game, but I mean, still dropping points, which is. We're like the we're like the Barcelona right now of the EPL. We're up there, but we're giving points that shouldn't be, yeah. they shouldn't be lost. Giving, yeah. The way they're being yeah. lost, you know, they they should be in first place by far. You know, or I, at least at least I wouldn't say first place. I would say the gap between points would be a lot slimmer because Man United's demise from in the EPL started after the Liverpool game that we saw here in my mm-hmm. house. After that game, Man United, it's just been up and down. It's like, I don't know what to expect out of Man United every game now. Ever they since. They don't have a solidarity. Exactly. Bro. Ever since they played. You know, and I feel like they could, they, they can give a bit more opportunity to Cavani. He's, uh, he hasn't scored a lot, as one would think or expect for him to score. But he's been defining in plays. Talking about, I mean, the derby, right? Manchester United. Did you see today's game of Manchester United against Milan? Yes, I think it ended in a 1-1. One, one? Yes, I mean, at Old Trafford against Milan. Uh, uh, Milan that is Zlatan Ibrahimovic less, bro. They don't have Zlatan due to injury. You're winning the game, and then you get tied like minutes prior, you know, mm-hmm. before the final blizzles, uh, whistle's blown. What's up? Like, that's what you're talking about. That Manchester United solidarity is not there. You know, it's hell of a game against, you know, the, the league leaders. Yet, in Europa League, we're talking about AC Milan. Who is the league The leader, leader of their league. And they, they ended up, you know, giving up that away goal, you know. Can they go to Milan and, you know, conquer? They can. They can. But once again, the, the, the one point... That will define this game is that, solidarity. Yep. Keeping the game the same from the the first whistle to the final whistle. And of course, the starting lineup will be a big a big moment too. You know, because even then, also, Man United did miss a lot with Milan. Maguire had his moment mm-hmm. uh, where he totally bottled it, where he was <laughs> it was right there in front of the line, and I was like, "All right, man, that's why you're a defender." Um, but yeah, so it's, 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 uh, they could do it. They could do it. I mean, I'm surprised. I never, beginning of the season, I even, I'm losing a bet to good buddy of ours, Jose, that I told him that 
Manchester United was not going to be in top four. Well, top three. And okay. And then, then second. And he said that they were. You know, he was calling out that, yeah. He's, so I'm like, okay, if Manchester end up the season in top three, I'll buy you a Manchester United jersey. You know, and if if it's vice versa, you have to buy me a, a Liverpool, Liverpool jersey. Shit, I'm, we're talking about Liverpool seventh place and Manchester United in second place. So I would have never, ever expected Manchester United to be second place, bro. Liverpool. It's sad seeing how bad they tumbled in the EPL. I don't, don't want to talk about you know, but uh, I mean, we're not talking about them right now. There's the injuries and everything, but yeah. Yeah. You know, overall, it was a great weekend. Derbies, you know, great games, Champions Leagues, you know, everything. But we have the Derby of Derbies in Central America. I mean, in uh, North America. We're talking about El Super, Super Clásico. Which is like going to be the, the talk. Of our topic for you, the rest of uh, 45 minutes that we have or so. Bro, El Super Clásico. You know, that's what they call it in Mexican soccer. You know, the most prestige, the most heated rivalry as we're talking in an intro. When you're talking about the Super Clásico, you're talking about mm-hmm. years and years, minutes upon minutes, and goals upon goals. We're talking about the two most popular teams in my, in my point of view. In South, Central, and the North America. It's pretty much whole Latin America. Know these two teams. Mm-hmm. But, you know, upon their popularity, they're the most elite, prestigious, successful clubs in their respective countries. You know? Correct. Right? This episode, I would like to talk to you about, the, you know, the history of each club. You know, a little summary of, of individually and how this rival, you know... Became upon to be, you know. Do Do you remember your very first classical that you saw, bro? Whoa, my very first. Um, <laughs> you know it's funny. I can't. Re- I, I can't either, remember. Bro. I was I was literally like, you know, thinking prior to this podcast this whole week. I'm like, do I remember? Like, because I know I know for sure it has to be the La Puente years of America. Which is the early 2000s. Yeah, that, that, that of course. You know, I started watching soccer like yeah. you know, in 2002, 2003. And the very first league that I watched was the Mexican League. But yeah. I cannot, like, I cannot put it in my mind, you know, what was my first Clásico, bro? Yeah, you can't. You know, and it's funny because the very, like, the first Clásico that, that, you know, was ever played was, you know, played in 1943. July There's 39. been, let me see, uh, in terms, because America leads, yeah. you know, 85 wins to 75 wins at Chivas. Big gap. With, with, with yep. 76 matches that ended in the draw. That's over 200 matches, right? Total meetings, bro, 237. Wow. Total meetings. Official, <laughs> non-official, you know. So, it's uh, it's one one hell of a game, you know, and... and um, we should cover, you know, like I took some notes, bro. The cover of of Chivas, you know, this edition of El Clasico is gonna be it's said to be in El Estadio Omni Life in, in Guadalajara, Jalisco, bro. You know, so obviously Chivas is gonna be playing home, and I hope they don't do it how they did it last time when when they beat America that they allowed fans in the stadium when in reality they couldn't allow fans. <laughs> and that was in the quarterfinals, right? That was in the quarterfinals, correct, bro? That was in the quarterfinals. So that game is uh, <clears throat> taking place, you know, from my point of view, Chivas is the most popular team in, in Mexico, right? 
in my point of view. Because they don't hate... I mean, it's the only team that plays with pure Mexican talent, bro. They don't They don't go into a market looking for, you know, foreigner players or anything. And that's so, like their whole basis. Yeah, that's, that's what Chivas are, you know. Playing with pure Mexicans. But that does not take away the credibility that Chivas has, bro. I mean, you're talking about when you say... Super Clásico, we went over it, and it means of the highest excellence, the most prestige, right? This mm-hmm. is the team that has 12 league titles, bro. Which so, is a lot. I mean, that's Nothing second. compared to what we have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and um, you know, they're coming in, you know... In a really bad moment in this Clásico, bro. Really bad moment. Isn't what, the last five games have been all draws? No, the last games has been all... Oh, their games, yeah. From yeah. Chivas. They, they, yeah, they have, bro. I mean, it's just been dropping points. I, I believe they come in. Do you know what place they come in? I think they're in 10th. 10th? That's really bad. That's re- really bad, you know. 9th. 9th place. With only one one win, actually, in the last five games. The rest are draws. Jesus, that's, that's really bad, bro. Yeah. And we're coming in with four wins. And the one loss was because of that one... Let's, let's talk about our team, bro. Let's let's talk about America, bro. The team of teams? <laughs> how, many, how many titles do we have, bro? Is it 14, right? 13. 13. 13 it's because I'm counting this year's. I hope so, bro. <laughs> let's, let's, let's first get past this game, bro. Uh, okay, you have have you been keeping up with America lately since since like you know we started this podcast or anything? They're in good form. They've been in good form. I feel like every week they're improving a little bit more and more. You know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, I enjoy. I mean, they're playing the way that a European team would play. Oof. I'm serious, bro. I mean, what is so impressive about Europeans' top dog teams is that they know how to press high on the pitch. Yeah. And put that pressure on nice. And you cannot have, you know, when you're pressing up high on the pitch and putting pressure up high on the pitch, mm-hmm. your defense has to be on point. On point. And America had been coming from, you know, nasty defending and everything. But to be honest, our defense has stepped it up they so have. much, bro. So yes. much. And I, I'm enjoying That's why... I. I in this game, anything could happen, right? It's because like, even though Chivas is is in not the best of runs, they know who the hell they they know who they're up against. Well, like we're saying, you know, it's, it's a rivalry. It's blood. Yes. It's bad blood, bro. Yes. You know the you're playing for honor. You're playing for bragging rights. You know you're playing for three points. You know you're playing for for the pride of of your your fans, bro. You know, yeah. so it's forget form and everything. It's the game. What happened in the last time they met? You remember that game? Quarterfinals, you said it yourself? Quarterfinals. That Chicotazos, bro. Yep. <laughs> you know, that yeah. one player scores three goals in first and second, you know. Amazing yeah. goals in the second game, too. I, I it still hurt remembering them. Stupid goals, bro. Stupid goals, man. Like, he did that. The first game, the first goal was, like, that second goal was a replica of the first goal. It's for the defense to be like, you know what? This was just shooting and he's scoring. I'm going to put a mark on him, personal mark, and do not give him space to shoot. What do they do? 
open the spaces for open him. Open spaces, and you know, I don't he did know. it three times. Three times, bro. Three that's, times. That's just like the saddest thing, bro. I hope America. I mean, we're gonna be seeing a new America, bro. We're, what do you bring to this podcast, Alan? What What can you say about this game? I think it's gonna be. Um, there's gonna be goals from both sides. I think it's gonna be a very intense game, back and forth game, um, because we have a team that's coming in a great form, like we mentioned, America, and a team that's coming in a bad form, Chivas. Um, but they, but it doesn't change the fact that it's the Clásico. So Chivas, they're gonna they're gonna play to prove a point as to where they are at within this moment as a club. Um, and that, but it's all going to be about the pride more, you know, about the pride. So I think we're going to have a heck of a match come Sunday at 7 p.m., which is weird on a Sunday. Usually it's Saturdays. No, they're playing at Chivas. Yeah, but um, very look, looking very, looking very forward to this match. Um, it's going to be super intense. That's all I could say. Super intense. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of. It's not even out of the custom with this match. Every time you play it, there's going to be a lot of dirtiness, roughness, yes, sir. Um, close marking, and um, a fast-paced game overall, I think. A very fast-paced fast, fast, fast game. Chivas has young you know, and fast They have players. young, fast and players. The way they're playing, they're playing with you know speed. You have Linus. You have Cordova. Uh, if Roger Martinez has the game he's been having the last couple of games, Fidalgo, bro. Fi- yeah, Fidalgo, bro. That, you know, and so he is unknown from Real Madrid. Bro. Real Madrid, yeah, Fidalgo, man. And um, so it's 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 a g- match where anything can happen, but as a fan, we want America to come on top. Oh, you know, bro. um, and that's like the one game where you wish is like a four, a, a a four game difference, five game. The Fuck the more the better, right? Hell yeah! But um, we also know that the odds of that that being that much of a gap are sl- are very little. The last time we saw America beat Chivas four nil was with when Luis Gabriel Rey was still there and he had that amazing finisher, yeah, with the three fingers on the outside of his left foot on the top right corner. Um, I think that was 2015, 2016? Yeah. That Something like that. Rounder, yeah. And that was the last time we had a big a big difference in terms of goals in, in, the, in the Clásico. Um, so I think we're pretty due for that. Hopefully we have that one this Sunday, but in the favor of America. Um, but we're going to have a good match. What do you think? Uh, key players. Do you, do you, would you say any key players for in the side of Chivas? I'd say like the host. Any any key players that could stop winking at me, Alan? That's <laughs> uh, my Twitch. <laughs> okay, so um, you key players that that you could say uh, for Chivas that could uh, be game changers. Should we consider Chicote? I mean, is he even playing? Does does he get playing time? Has he been uh, getting some playing time? I mean, because Chivas has have been trash, but. Should should that ghost live upon our head, Ochoa? I mean, because we were Guardado, bro. When Atlas would play America, Atlas could be in such a bad form or anything, but Guardado siempre vacunaba Ochoa, bro. And they were always beautiful goals. They were always beautiful. You know, could it be possible? Is that someone that we should be worried about? Uh, I think when it comes to Chivas, the player that worries me the most is always Ariel Antuna. 
He has amazing uh, wing play. Mm-hmm. And as well, Raul Gudinho, he's he's a good keeper. What about JJ Macias? JJ, yeah, he's definitely game changer. You know, um, Oribe Pralta, bro, he's the one that worries me the most. <laughs> <laughs> you know that? That's what I mean. That guy. I don't know what a why. stab in the back, right? No, what, what a stab what, in the I, back. Pralta, bro. Like I don't get it. I mean, he had the chance to leave. And retire as an American legend, bro. Yeah, he decides... To go to the rival. To go to a rival. Why? Because, and, and, you know, the most saddest thing that even, you know, I think Bocetich or I don't know, someone from Chivas went out and say that, yeah, that was the worst signing that Chivas has ever done, you know. And it's just sad, you know, fucking... I mean, know. Chivas has a good d- defense, you know. Miguel Angel Ponce, Antonio Briseño, Cristian Calderon... They're just having a bad moment. That's all it is, you know. But um, yeah. Okay, so so we said, you know, the players that, that you're saying that could, could could be game changers. Uh, two uh, three players for me on the side of Chivas. Uh, first and furthermost, I think Coriel Antuna. I think he's the biggest threat. Uh, because we know that the impact that wingers have had in football in the last five years. Antuna would be yes. one, right? Um, my second would be JJ Macias. Uh, you can never count him out. He he knows how to pull marks. He knows how to come out of marks. He knows how to create or he, start plays. He was just a monster. Who did he come from? Leon. Leon. He was just a monster. Which Leon? Right he now was with Chivas, the then went to Leon, and then from Leon went back to Chivas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he as... said Oribe Peralta, right? <laughs> El hermoso. <laughs> 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 All right, so no, Raúl Gudiño, bro. Gudiño. Yes. Those three are my biggest concerns. All right. So, so, so those were pretty much are, we are we are agreeing, you know, on Antuna and Jota Macias, but I I would change Gudiño for uh, Mir, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the defender, right? Yes. Yes. I would, I would say he if he has if he has a hell of a game like he did at the prior that. Chivas America met, you know, he really knew how to, like, close spaces and control his defense and all this. If Mir has a, a great game, it's, you know, I feel like the, our tech is going to be, like, shutting down most of the game. So, I choose Altuna, Jota Macias, and Mir, bro. Yeah. And uh, I read them down because we're going to, those are going to be key players that we're going to see for Chivas side. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're going to be rating them on points. Whoever makes the more points between me and you, bro, has to buy dinner. <laughs> the next podcast. Okay. <laughs> the loser has to buy, you know. And so, how are the points defined? So pretty much the difference between me and you and this is going to be uh, Godinho and Mir to see who has a better game. <laughs> okay. All right. So now, game changers. Players to follow from America, bro. Uh, first and furthermost, um, Fidalgo. Bro, that kid, I would love so much for for him to stay permanent in America. But the way he's having this season with America, Real Madrid are going to loan him out to a bigger team, bro. And which, what bigger club would it not want to get him, bro, mm-hmm. you know, from Europe? Um, besides that, you know, Henry Martin's got to be on point this game. Martin. He's got to be on point. Has to come clutch, right? Yes, he has to, bro. And if he's a starter, 
uh, a game that uh, a player that I think can make cause a lot of damage as every time he steps on the field is Roger Martinez. Roger. Nah. Roger, bro, is one of those. He had the, the first couple of games doing good and now he's back. I, I don't know. He's a, he's a player that I feel after this season, you know, there's still, there's still plenty of, of Mexican football to be played, bro, but... You know, I feel like he's done. His time is done, bro. With 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 America, you know. Yeah, but then you also have uh, players, uh, you know, because America right now is going through a very good moment. Where all their players are playing. Can't their change part. your players. No, can't change their players. But if I already had the chance to add two more, one will be Cordova and the second will be Linus. Okay, I'm going with, you know, Cordova is one of my picks, bro. Even though. I like I hate how how he become after like they gave him the chance in the Selección Mexicana. I felt like yeah. he got too much air and everything. He just became lazy. But I just feel that he just needed to get adapted to a certain style of playing. Mm-hmm. And with El Piojo, he did not have that. Mm-hmm. With Solari, bro, you know it's a different time. It's a type di- of game. It's a different type of game. His game is you know what he's supposed to, what he he likes to do, which is run, get the ball, run, get the ball, like. Yes. Put pressure, you know. Yes. So he's having, for me, a great comeback in his game. And when he does good and he moves around, that gives space for Fidalgo, bro, for Linus. Right now, to be honest, that's like our mid is set. Definitely. Uh, our mid. And I, I'm going to have to go with our mid. I'm going to go for my three players, Cordova, Fidalgo, and Linus, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, and if we have a a great, a great, uh, a great uh, you know, great, if like our mid could control the tempo of the game, it's going to be an All-America side, bro. An All-America side, yeah. You know, so <clears throat> I choose those, you know, Linus, Fidalgo, and Cordova to be the game changers, the game changers for us. But, I mean, okay, we talk players going into this game. What do you think about the technicals, bro? Because they play a big part, bro. big so, so, part in, a, in with, a game um, of this magnitude. After seeing how Solari was in Madrid, I had my doubts in the beginning. Uh, but he's proven worthy, bro. He's turned this club around. Solidarity. Solidarity. They've had this. That's what he has given America, bro. Mm-hmm. Solidarity. Yeah. But he's uh he's definitely known how to put this squad together and form, and I hope he continues it, bro. And I like we mentioned, you know, I hope he does give us that 14th star. We only dream of it, bro. Only, only dream of it. Yeah, bro. Let's talk about uh, Bosetich. I feel like he's a flop, <laughs> big time flop. He's a bro. flop. I would have I would have sacked him ever since the last season. Well, well supposedly. Uh, he had to win. The only reason why he's hanging in by a thread and he's still at Guadalajara, bro, is because uh, he beat Leon. So, because uh, they had coming back after, like, the loss, after loss and tied, and they're like, okay, you need to beat Leon. You beat Leon, you stay. It's pretty much why, why he's, he's still there. here. Yeah, but, I mean, to me, he he, has... he loses today. He loses Sunday. He's out, I, I feel. I mean, five games as draws. Can that play a big part on the, on the final score? Boy, <laughs> hell, bro, hell of like you know, knowing big that time, my big ass time. is is on this fucking. It's either I win or I win. Exactly, it's a do or die. I don't have a job. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so could it play a big, big part? 
I just don't want Chivas to win for shit, bro. But let's get. But we, we need to be we honest need to here. Be honest here, bro. It's the type of this magnitude game. There, you cannot predict the winner, bro. You just cannot. Like, nope. You could you could have something so much on paper, which we do. We could talk about players. We could talk. We could talk about in like for like forms. You know how they come in, how they're doing, and all this, but. It's a whole different vibe in the pitch, bro. But in whole the end, it'll be it'll be defined in the game. Little things could play factors, bro, in this game. Like from the most Tronco and their team having a hell of a game to step up to the coaches, you know, doing the impossible not to get sacked or to rep- to keep their reputation, you know. Yep. It's Soladi's first Clasico, bro. That's a big pressure too, right? So, so he wants to give first classic. So it's like both coaches have a certain. Do you want to start your on, campaign? Yes, your on first the right classic or on the wrong foot, and I mean. then the other one where it's like, "Cause I gotta the win, way, or I don't have a job." Because yeah, I mean, one is like do the anchor die. is real. The anchor is real in this one. It's a it's gonna be you a know? badass game, bro. It's gonna make it. I I recommend you to our listeners. You know, watch that game at 7 o'clock by Univision Deportes, right? Yes. In Univision Deportes, you know, 7 o'clock. You know, buy yourself some cold ones. Roll up a joint if you feel comfortable. <laughs> you know, get into this game. If you're not a fan of neither, like, if you're just a, a, a fan of, of football, I suggest this game is going to have plenty. To watch. Plenty talk to about. watch, bro. Exactly. Yeah. No, plenty to watch, bro. Okay, so covering that, we, we talked about all that. Let's Let's talk about moments, bro. It's mm-hmm. like your moment. Like, what's one classical? Okay, we failed on remembering, you know, our first classical. Let's talk about a classical that you're like, damn, I remember that classical. You know, it's a hell of a classical. <sighs> what is your like your 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 greatest moment you have of a classical, bro? The greatest moment that I have of a classical. You know, it has to be. What year was that? Um, I think it was two thousand five, two thousand six. Okay, what game was that, bro? Uh, I remember it was... Let me bring it up. 2005, 2006. Do you, by chance, would you remember the score? Uh, I don't remember 2005. I'll bring this up right now very quick. It was a 3-3 score. Oh, yeah. yeah. A 3-3 score. Yeah, and then the Estadio Azteca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that, like, uh, Ochoa's first, like, going into his one of his first classicals, bro? Um, I believe so. Um, I know they did score some amazing goals on him. I think it was Bofo Batista. That guy, I hate that. You know? Guy, and there was a time when they also had El Venado. Venado, bro. El Venado Medina. Medina, one of amazing players. Sad to see that he ended up in La Liga de Ascenso. Um, but you want to watch the highlights of that game? Yeah, fucking Let's watch not, them. You know, it was an amazing game. Um, I think that's the let game me tell you this where they know from half, yeah, half that's court. What we were talking. Yes, it was this one, bro, and that's that was the game that tied it, I believe, three three. You know, we'll review it here. We had a clever Boas in this in this Herman Villa, Cuauhtémoc Blanco, Pavel Pardo, Jesus Christ, who was yeah, that? Pavel, 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 you know. So, bro, that was like what third like. 30 yards, 28. Easy. Yes. Parte externa, right? We had Claudio Lopez, Dulu Davino. Amazing squad we had in this. this. Look, at how the, look at how the play builds from the wing. Yes. Opens up the space 
for Pavel Pardo to take mm -hmm. a shot, bro. Do we have Coctemo Blanco? Look, boom, right there. Boom, and Case. No, no hesitation. There we go. Clever Boas, bro. Amazing player. Look at. Damn. Kevin Rojas. I remember him, bro. I used to like him so much, bro, as a fullback. Oscar Rojas. It was Oscar, Oscar and Kevin. No, it's one was Ricardo Rojas and the other Oscar. Oscar, was it? Yeah, Ricardo Rojas and Oscar Rojas, bro. Look at how the stadium looks, bro. That's the, the beauty of this game. La Santa Ursula. The Colossus of Santa Ursula. Bro, clever. Look how he just walks through the defense, bro. Yeah. And one of the greatest keepers in Mexico history, right? Osvaldo Sanchez. Oh, yeah, definitely, bro. Definitely. Here's, the, I think this is the goal. I think it's this Look one. Look at, yes. bro, that goal, man. I was like, what, like 40 yards 40 out? 40 yards out. Jesus. That's field goal right there, Ray. <laughs> Kicker. As a fullback. You wouldn't expect that, a fullback. Nah, I'm gonna see, yeah. I hope we have a match like this. You know, I haven't, I have, we haven't had a classical this intense for oh, a long man. time now. I'm just excited, bro. I get the chills, bro. We leave moments like this and just, you know, Sunday, it's going to be a good game. Look at that way he just, like, he just powered, bro. He got lucky. Yo nunca miré que intención de colocar, bro. He just... Just powered that somebody. It wasn't even a colocal, right? It was no, just a power shot. it was shot. just a power, bro. It was just and a let's see what happens. Ramoncito, bro. I like that, bro. Ramoncito was a sick-ass player, bro. I think that was So, 2-0, America's up. Yeah, and, they, and then Chivas minute, came back minute, to a 2-0. Minute 13 of the second half. 2-0. Ties it. Damn, yeah. what a hell of a game, bro. Yeah. These are matches that live in one's life forever, man. Damn. God, the way, His, the, the way he could put a ball whenever he wanted, bro. Piojo, I remember. There he got the 3-2. Claudio Lopez, bro. What, what what became of him, bro? Is he like the president of a club or? I don't know what happened to him. If he's you know, an ambassador of a club or something. Amazing number seven, though. Amazing number seven. Amazing number seven. Hell yeah. I feel if Cordoba keeps on stepping up, they should give him the number seven. He deserves it. Could be a worthy one. But like you said, he's just got to stop being lazy. I feel like in this type of playing and he, like solidarity that, that uh, Solari has brought, his game has been stepping up like yeah. crazy, bro. Ramoncito, one of the minute, best. Minute 42. 43. about like minute what, 80, 85? Minute 86? 87. Jesus. <sighs> Nobody guarded him in the middle. Was that Paco Palencia? Yeah. <laughs> What a fucking game. 
Yep. Thank you for sharing this, bro. Thank you for living this moment, bro. Yeah. Damn, beautiful. Are you nervous for Sunday? Do you? It's, how do you feel, bro? How do you feel before a big game that your team is gonna take part of, bro? How, I have to going, do something. I have to. Memory? I have to do something that'll keep me relaxed throughout the day. Not to think of it, right? Yes. So this Sunday I'm gonna go on a hike <laughs> in the morning. This guy, uh, take a hike. I'm gonna take a hike literally <laughs> um, to keep my mind off of the game throughout the day because once seven o'clock hits. It's it's, it's, on, it's gonna be uh, nothing but nerves running through my veins, anxiety. But it'll be a good match. Oh man, I I'm hoping for an America win, bro. And I have a feeling that we, America can get the win. They they could get like you know it's they should on paper they should get the win. Mm-hmm. And if we don't, I'm gonna be very upset. Yeah. Well, I know I know we're gonna talk about next week. (laughs) It's definitely gonna have to be the classical again. Mm Mhm. Yeah. So, and and overall, you know, I feel like this game should not let you know us fans down, or you know, just soccer fans in general, because America has a squad to play beautiful, and Chivas has a heart to play beautiful. You know. Yep. You know, so that should uh great make sure for, for a great... For a great game. Yes, sir. That's a formula for a great game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hopefully gives us a lot to talk about for next week. Hopefully, bro. I, I mean, think. we're going to have to watch the game, analyze it pretty good, focus on the players that we said, also focus on which player actually did shine the best. Yep. Who do you think got a, one player that's going to shine the best? Like, in overall, in all the, there's going to be 22 men out in the field. One player that has a potential to... Outshine everybody else and like all the rest twenty one. Uh, Lightness or this kid, the one we're talking about right now, Fidalgo. Fidalgo. I would go one with of those two. I would go with Fidalgo, bro. I because they're both Fidalgo. in great form right now. They're both in great form, so it's gonna be one of those two. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would go with Fidalgo. You know, for me, he has all the qualities. You know, and. The thing is, he has, he's a youngster. He's from the club that I think it's trash. <laughs> you know, but because you have to see it that way. <laughs> I have no. I don't have to see it that way. I, you know, it's like I don't ever. Uh, I open my eyes to the truth, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not blinded. I was. I'm not blinded anymore. <laughs> and Real Madrid are, are trash. So yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean, hate. It's gonna be one hell of a game, and you know. I hope that we come back happy, you know. <laughs> I hope that we open our next segment, our next episode with a winning goal <laughs> of America. Oh, man, yeah. Hopefully, bro. <laughs> but I think that's a good place to end this week's episode, bro. So that we just leave the intensity. Uh, start next episode with the intensity that we're leaving this one. Yes, bro. You know, yeah, and yeah. Uh, looking forward to this Sunday. And once again, you know. This is our Super Bowl. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, it is it is our, our Super Bowl, you know, uh, for the Mexicans, like, you know, the Mexican national, uh, national, the Mexican side. Mexican you know, League. The Mexican League, yeah. Uh, you know, but once again, it was, it's always, like always, bro, it's fun, you know, talking with you about this beautiful sport, the passion we share, it's, mm-hmm. it's great vibes. You know, doing this content for, for our listeners, it's it's always good, you know. Yeah. It, and, always, uh, it always feels good, and, uh, you know, we want to thank you from... From you know deep 
from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you for choosing to listen to us, you know? Yeah. You know, and, and if, if you guys could go and rate us, review us, we'd highly appreciate it with yeah. the good or bad. Um, and share, share I mean, our there's content. No such, there's no such thing as a bad review, bro. You no. know, there's no, because it's only like it improves you, you know. All publicity is good publicity. Yes, exactly. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in week after week, listening to us, and I hope you enjoyed it. You know, um, hope uh, that you actually watched the game because on Alan's reputation, I recommend to go watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're not going to be disappointed. <laughs> not going to be disappointed. But with that, this has been another episode of Beyond the 18. And we are already looking forward to talking to you guys come next week. Deuces. <laughs> we out. <laughs>